One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., worried that if they go after Donald Trump for paying off a porn star to influence a presidential election, they might go after other people who paid off a porn star to influence a presidential election? You take down the symbol and the people are supposed to melt away. Trump's not going to quit. He's not going to quit? No. But are you worried for the rights of other people that might have paid off porn stars? Absolutely. So they they shot their wad too soon. What does that, what does that expression 4th. mean? Huh? What does that expression mean? By July 4th. No, shot their wad too soon. Was By it? July 4th, this will be forgotten. So they should have waited to shoot their wad till later? August, September. So if, they, if they'd if shot their wad in August or September, you think that could have potentially hurt Trump? Uh, but they splooged too early. Yeah. Which do you think are more dangerous, uh, drag shows or guns to children? Well, drag shows. Drag shows. How many people do you think have been killed at a, a drag show? Uh... I don't know, but the long-term effects uh, are detrimental. How many people do you think die every year from guns? I have no idea. 48,000. 48,000? Okay. Well, there's probably 100,000 that die from, die from drag shows. Do you think that there should be rules about what is taught in school? Oh, absolutely. Like, what wouldn't you like to because see taught in school? there's critical race theory. Yeah, that critical race theory, as soon as I heard about that, I'm like... Why are we doing this? What is what is critical race theory? I, I don't know. I haven't. Right. Hello and welcome to Desert Island Graps. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're used to the tones of Tom Campbell on this show, but instead, it's me. It's Fraser Porter. We're here for a very special episode. Joining me today is Jason Selvig from The Good Liars. I've been very excited to have you on. So I want to ask, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I just got back from Miami actually yesterday. I was at the Trump indictment. Um, so it was, was a work week for me. <laughs> uh, you know, like it was the, I, now we've got the, we've gotten to the point where you can compare the indictments of former presidents. So I, I was at the one in New York and uh, it was, uh, it was similar to that. It was a similar vibe. It was not like uh Nothing got super out of hand. There was like one anti-Trump protester that jumped in front of the motorcade, I think, at the end of it. Um, so that was the little bit of excitement that happened uh, that 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 day. But it was uh, it was it's always it's never like a a fun experience, <laughs> I don't think. But it was uh, it, it was definitely historic, historic. I was going to say, how would you rank them? New York, Miami, where where's it going? Well, I will say this. The weather was nicer in New York. It was 110, like the heat index. And uh, Devram and I were sweating through our clothes. And uh, it was 
it it was but i would say it was a little bit there was a little bit more activity in miami which really isn't a surprise like there's more i guess trump supporters in florida than there are in, in new york city for sure uh especially ones that decided to come out um so i would rank i guess i'd rank miami number one and then but, um but yeah. we'll see in august or whenever the the next indictment comes out i'll maybe the rankings will change so <laughs> maybe maybe i'll come in and talk about my top three indictments at a certain exactly. point yeah. To clarify for anyone listening, explain why you were at the Trump indictments. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so like you said, I'm 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 uh, part of a duo called the Good Liars, and Devram and I, um, you know, we go to various events. We talk to some of the people there. We end up we prank some of the politicians sometimes. Um, so we were talking. Um, we we were mostly talking to supporters of Donald Trump there at at the indictment, um, which we do on the road. We talk to some. Trump supporters, you know, we, we also prank politicians and we're equal opportunity uh, <laughs> with, with that. You know, we've we've pranked um, many top Democrats, too, including Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Um, so we're, we're equal opportunity offenders here. But uh, in Miami, we were we were just talking to the supporters there. You mentioned that you've, you've pranked quite a few politicians. I think one of the more one of the ones that sort of got me. Uh, interested in what you you guys do at the Good Liars is uh, the one the Donald Trump is boring video. Yeah, um, <laughs> that one uh, seemed to go quite viral. Actually, what was the sort of uh, how was that experience? It was interesting because people you know ask us about that one a lot, and they they're like, "So how did you know that that was going to get under his skin?" And the truth of the matter was that we went to this event, and it actually was boring. He was actually boring. And then we realized, oh, this is this speaking a little truth right now would probably really irk him because the crowd was not really into it at that point. He definitely like had lost the crowd and and it was boring. And if you go to like, you know, I don't know why you would though, if you're not one of his top supporters, but we've been to several of these events and it is boring. He says the same thing over and over again um, and just goes off on his own personal gripes. And I think at this one, he was mad at a country club. Uh, mm -hmm. Or that that gave him a bad cheeseburger or something like that. We're like, this is a presidential candidate. This is a guy who wants to be president um, talking about this stuff. So it was really kind of a spur of the moment thing. And you sort of the good liars. How did that sort of come together? Now, obviously, you've you've done loads of pranks with politicians and stuff like that. You've released two films. Mm -hmm. um, how did that really start? From what I understand, it was the Occupy Wall Street period, right? Yes. Yeah. Devram and I were actually friends in the comedy scene here in New York. And um, for a while, we weren't even like doing comedy together. We were just playing basketball. We were basketball buddies. Uh, so we were, we'd go to pick up games. We were in a couple of the the rec leagues in the in the city. And, and with Occupy Wall Street, we went down there to shoot a sketch. We weren't even thinking like we were doing any sort of a prank. We were like, oh, it'd be funny to like say the quiet part loud of these investment bankers who are like complaining about the um, the 99% yeah. uh, who don't control any of the wealth. Um, so we went down there, just we were just making a, a funny video we thought, and then people thought it was real, including real investment bankers who came and then joined us in the protests as we basically were making fun <laughs> of them to their face. Um, and, and we realized that we both kind of had like a knack for this real world comedy type of stuff. Mm -hmm. What's been sort of the most uh, fun one to do for you personally? <laughs> it's interesting you say like using the word fun with our stuff is interesting because it's like it's 
fun like after the fact yep. when the danger is over. Um, but while we're doing it, you know, you come up with an idea and you're like, well, we want to, we want to do this thing. Let's hope we can, we can do it. Um, and, but most of the people you're, you're dealing with, they're not, they're not your improv partners. They are your, they don't want you to be doing <laughs> this scene or bit with them. Um, so I don't know what the most fun was. You know, I always loved like Devram for our first movie. He accused Marco Rubio of stealing his girlfriend. And I always, that always made me laugh because it's like, it's just, it's in the front row. And Marco Rubio is like, what is going on right now? And Devram is so earnestly like upset. And that was just a plot point in our movie. Um, but some of the other stuff, like given Herschel Walker condoms was, it was just a totally spur of the moment thing that, that, I did where I was able, I was like, Oh, I could go do this right now. And I like had the, the condoms on me. Cause we we're like, maybe we could do this bit. Uh, and then, uh, that, that ended up working out. So I don't know, but I, I, the Marco Ruby one always, always makes me laugh. So I'll say, I'll say that to answer your question. You mentioned that they're, they're not really your scene partners or your improv partners. And you, I imagine there's a lot of hostility, uh, when that we don't see making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any one example that you can sort of give where things didn't quite go to plan? Uh, well, there's probably a lot of examples for things not going to plan, but, uh, we did, we did one in like 2016 with like Mike Pence. It was like right before the election, we'd filmed the whole movie and then we kind of hadn't done anything on the campaign trail since like August of that year. And then, uh, at that point we like, we got up to like do our bit. And like we, the, the supporters like immediately just like physically assaulted us, you know, it wasn't like brutal or anything. And then we got like shoved out by cops who were like, one of them was like trying to like give me a, a nipple twister <laughs> on the way out, uh, which was like, Oh, this is, this is taking a turn right now. Uh, that one wasn't fun. That one wasn't fun. Um, but there's been a, I mean, there's, there's, you know, I, I think we bat for what we do, we bat a pretty good percentage, but it's, yeah, it's like, you, like you said, there's, there's just, sometimes you just get, it just doesn't work out. And it's, uh, you could, I mean, if you've been assaulted by some people in that case, you could have used professional wrestling moves because you're a professional wrestling fan. Look, look that it's funny that you say that because one of the first things I wanted to do, uh, at a political event was when Linda McMahon was running for president. I don't want to give away the bit because maybe, who, you could use it for president. Excuse me. She's running for Senate in, in, uh, in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, we were like, I want to do something wrestling related. I always pitch wrestling ideas to Brum. He doesn't really, fan. he's, he's become more of a wrestling fan. Like I've taken him even like, I took him to like a ring of honor show. Cause I know knew some of the people there, mm -hmm. um, in like 2013 or 14 or something like that. Uh, and he didn't really get it. He didn't really get it. I think he like was like, oh, I like the Young Bucks. They're funny. Um, Pretty cool. Wrong? Good choice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but we, and we've gone to some shows on the road too. Um, like some indie, like super indie shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and he always has a good time at them. And we went to AEW. We went to AEW and we, we, we met some of the people backstage. I was going AEW. to ask about that. Yeah. I saw that you yeah. went to, it was it, you, I saw you backstage with Paul White and Sanjay Dutt. Yes. Like, correct. yes. How, how was the experience being backstage? It was great. You know, it's like, for me, I was like, I don't get nervous around like celebrities usually mm. or like politicians, but like, for me, this was like 
oh my God, there's Paul White. There's badass Billy Gunn. I was like talking to Hangman <laughs> Adam Page and I was like, felt like I was like a fourth grader again. I was like nervous, like yeah. talking to these guys. Like I watched these guys more than I watched, you know, like probably good, you know, like quote unquote good <laughs> television, uh, like prestige television. So it was, that was a really fun experience. Uh, and everyone, everyone was super nice, you know, when you, I think, and it was just, it was just a fun experience to be back there. It was first time at like a big, mm. big wrestling show and like got to go to gorilla and like, see how it all, you know, That's what it, it sounds, and, it sounds incredible. Yes. Um, but that have you been? Us, have you been before? Uh, I've been to quite a few wrestling shows. I've not been backstage at a WWE or an AEW show. They're coming over at the UK soon. So maybe. Oh, right. Yeah, Wembley, right? Over Wembley. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm very excited. Everyone in the UK, we're a UK-based channel, are very excited for, the, for that show. Um, but it brings us on to our first wrestling match that you would take to a deserted island. So I want to okay. know what one have you chosen? Okay. So number one, um, and I rewatched this one uh, recently, and it's not... This is not like a, a deep cut or anything like that, but uh, the WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, the submission match with Ken Shamrock. I rewatched it recently, and it's like, it feels like a fight. Like, it actually feels like a real fight. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so chaotic. The part, the stuff everyone remembers from the match is, like, the blood and the sharpshooter and all that stuff. And then the turn, the double turn at the end of it. But, like, the beginning of that match, it was, like the brawl that WWE like tried to recreate for the next like 20 years or at least like five years when Stone Cold was, you know, the, the top guy, just the chaos of it. And like the camera's not able to find them and they're, 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 they're just punching each other in the, in the, the crowd. It is just, it's just one of my favorite matches. And like, if you're going to say like, what, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? It's pretty easy. It's Bret Hart for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Probably, you know, just, yeah, but best there was, best there ever will be at, at this point. We could say <laughs> that. But he, uh, I always loved him like growing up. And I just think, you know, there's just a believability with his matches where he's like, it's not the show is like making wrestling believable, not <laughs> the the big characters and the catchphrases and all that. It's like, it's the, the actual match you you think is like believable when you're watching it and uh, so you, that's definitely yeah, do you remember ahead. watching that one live i didn't watch that one live i gotta be honest i didn't watch a pay-per-view live until i think the first one i watched live was uh man. i mean it was late it was like it was like in the attitude it was probably a wcw one that like my friends ordered because yeah. I didn't even have cable growing up. So I would like watch the Saturday morning shows and, and stuff like that to catch up. Uh, so I I think I first one I watched live was like Bash at the Beach with like Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone, which was like <laughs> an objectively bad <laughs> pay-per-view yeah. pretty, pretty altogether. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I think the next one was the was Road Wild or Hog Wild, whatever it was called, with Jay Leno which was another one that was probably one of the worst pay-per-views of, of all time yeah. where with, with, with Jay Leno in the main event. Um, I think the first one WWE I saw live was WrestleMania 15. Okay. Actually live, live. And um, I did a little bit of a, a background search on you for this little bit, but am I correct in saying that, that you did some backyard wrestling in the Selvig Dome Arena? 
Absolutely. Is that correct? What is your favorite match that you ever had in the Salvador Arena? <laughs> uh, it's funny. We did this on our, we just did a live show, um, the Bell House in Brooklyn. And we, we talked about this and we showed, I found like some tape of it. Uh, I was wrestling uh, my friend Matt and it was a ladder match and it was, it was for the title. And it was a brutal match. It was a brutal match. Yeah. I mean, people were, we were at the top of, you know, 15 foot ladders, which means they were like eight feet uh, <laughs> to use like WWE's ter- terminology. Yep. Uh, and like my friend like jumped off the top of it and I like threw a chair and he landed on the, it was like, it was a miracle that no one got seriously hurt. And I do have some neck problems that I think maybe are from like maybe getting... linked there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I need to like be going to Birmingham anytime soon, but I, I like definitely I'm like, that doesn't feel right. I wonder if that's from getting power bombed onto a cork board or something that like that. That would probably do it. Yeah. So was this a sort of thing that you did in in high school? Did you have a group of friends that would Yeah, yeah. I was like a Yeah, we the I was I had a couple of friends that were wrestling fans and then they were like just like sort of friends at school, but they like they like were like, I want to do like a character and come in and do it. And uh it was it was a lot of fun. I mean it was a lot of, I like still, you know, I've 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 been in the ring a couple times, uh, like real rings, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I could, I, I could, I couldn't do this, even in my Arch, old age right? now. It hurts, yeah, like the actual bumps." And we didn't have, we were just like, you know, we would land on the grass, um, but then we, it was better if you went went through a table because those were just cardboard boxes that we called tables. So, uh, it was, yeah, it was. It was a fun time to to do some backyard wrestling. And I, I'm trying to remember the end of the match. I, I finished him off with a grand slam, which is my finisher, onto two mm-hmm. chairs, which is just a double arm DDT. It was just like a Mick Foley DDT. You um, mentioned Bret Hart yeah, being one of your favorite wrestlers of all time. Did that did he have any influence in your backyard wrestling character for for this backyard yes. fed? Well, my submission move was the sharpshooter, but it was called the self mission for you know Jason Selvig, the self mission. Uh, I don't think it ever finished a match. It was okay. never like a finisher, um, which maybe was not properly honoring Bret Hart at that point. But it was uh, it was it was definitely used several times in the matches, and also like in high school, uh, it was you know something where you'd you'd put your 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 friend in uh, in the whatever in gym class or whatever it was you know (laughs) um it sort of that sort of moved from in in north palm wrestling right was that the name of the the back yeah we had a couple like iterations of it yeah yeah and that would lead into um doing stuff with mtv am i I correct yeah we did some we did some sketch comedy stuff um with mtv for a little bit and um basically just like on their on their website um and then from there it was like we we went to started getting into like live comedy in the city that was uh, a little bit different and uh uh yeah it was like uh and but the wrestling never left like i would still go to the shows i i was i think there was only like a period of time where i didn't watch wrestling in like middle school <laughs> and then got back into it so it was, I, I th- I'm trying to remember what I went to in the, I went to WrestleMania 20 in college, okay. um, which, you know, was, was a good show, but not, 
can't really talk about the the greatest match there yeah. anymore. Uh, you know, the, the great singles match between Shawn Michaels and Triple H. You know, that main of that classic. Yeah, exactly. Classic and then match. there was no winner. I couldn't believe it, but they still dropped right. confetti afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero came out for some reason. It was yeah, the whole it was thing. so bizarre. It was um, so bizarre. So was that your first big uh, live event that you went to WrestleMania twenty? I think it was the first big live. I mean, I went I went to some of the pay per views like an Armageddon or something like that for that, and then I mean, been to some house house shows. I, oh, I went to a Raw. You know, I actually went to the Raw in nineteen ninety nine in Florida. That was actually the last live like television taping with Owen Hart. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a taped. It was like taped on a Tuesday. It was like the go home show for Over the Edge, and he was like wrestling in a tag match against or with Jeff Jarrett against pr- probably the Godfather and whoever Jeff Jarrett was yeah. facing. I don't Val Venus maybe. I don't know. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, and that was like a moment. The Owen Hart thing was a moment where I was like, oh, this was. You know, I was in high school when that happened, and I. It was like a moment of just like I kind of knew that was the wrong thing to do to continue yeah. the show. I didn't see it live or anything, but I was actually on a plane and landed, and my dad was like, "Did you you know Owen Hart? He died." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Because you know nobody had cell phone, or I didn't have a mm-hmm. cell phone at that point. So yeah, it was very very sad. And then unfortunately, those tribute shows became like just a n- new thing in WWE for a while until uh, until uh. Chris Benoit when it was yeah. like, I think that was the last time they like did the tributes at all. I remember the um, Chris Benoit one. That one was, so 2007, obviously. Um, it, it was such a shape, you know, Owen Hart, were you, I know you're saying you were a big fan of Bret Hart, but I imagine that extends also to, to Owen. Um, what was sort of yeah. your memories of Owen wrestling? Was there, were you a fan of his stuff? You know, it's interesting. Like I stopped watching wrestling in the years where he, him and Bret, like had the the mat his the the feud those were like my my two year gap which of course has been completely filled in by WWE Network at this point um, bargain nine 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 yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh so I don't like I didn't like get to see him kind of like in the prime of his you know heel character and all that I kind of got back into it when he was like tagging with British Bulldog and with the Cornets and all and then the heart the New Heart Foundation and all that stuff. And I always liked him. Um, it was obviously a bummer when he broke Stone Cold's <laughs> neck. Yeah, yeah, that's um, unfortunate. Didn't didn't see that live, but I always like was hoping that he was going to get like another main event push. And I always felt bad that he didn't that he had to stay, or if he wanted. I don't remember what's the story with that. Did he want to stay, or Vince just wouldn't let him out of his contract? I think it's a yeah out contract, I believe. Okay. So yeah, I was, I, I kind of like thought that was, I mean, I always took Bret Hart's side on everything, obviously, but I was like, that just seemed a little messed up that they kind of brought him, they brought him back for this to feud with Shawn Michaels, but then didn't even ever feud over the title, mm-hmm. didn't get like a, a pay-per-view main event or anything like that. Imagine so you it, take Bret's side, I've got to talk yeah. about the screw job. Sure. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember watching it? Do you remember your feelings? Well, I watched it, you know, I rented it. I was back into wrestling at that point. And I think I watched it like a little bit out, like a month or two after. And like, I didn't really, I guess I wasn't reading a lot on the internet at that point or what, but I watched it. And then I like realized 
in the like at the end of it, like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. That mm-hmm. was that was actually like a, he got screwed. <laughs> um, and of course, I take Bret Hart's side on it. You know, I've watched wrestling with shadows, and I do understand like the the I do understand the Shawn Michaels and the and the Vince McMahon side of it. Like, you got to do what's good for business or whatever. But like, also, like you could have he he could have dropped the title to somebody else the next night of Raw, or if he just wouldn't do Shawn, mm-hmm. like maybe Shawn the next night in a different place. I don't know. And then it was just sad what happened to him afterwards in WCW, where they just kept turning him over and over again and just totally ruined any sort of character. But they did that with everybody. <laughs> WCW, much. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had some great moments, but some yeah, not so great moments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, were you a WCW guy is growing up at once the Attitude Era sort of got an emotion? I, you know, I got, I got into, you know, like my friends were, were watching WCW and I like got into the Goldberg um, and obviously I have mixed feelings about Goldberg now. I was going to say, yeah, how'd you feel? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, in, in WCW, um, I, I kind of missed that heyday too. Like I missed the NWO, like when it was really watching all of that live with the excitement of it. Like I kind of like would pick up bits and pieces of it. Um, but I did watch it, you know, I watched it and it was like, actually kind of, there were like a couple times where I was like kind of excited about like after Goldberg lost and then they were going to do like the Hogan, like, and I knew that they were going, that Foley was going to win the title that night. I remember like flipping back and forth because I wanted to see Mick Foley win it. But then I like came back at the beginning. I left at the beginning of the match of the Hogan one and then came back and they, they were hugging. And I was like, what the hell just happened? This is, this makes no sense logically if for him to like win the title and then give it to, Hogan like yeah. what that what what wrestling character would you ever respect who would do that like it does just doesn't make sense like from any sort of a storyline uh and then I got kind of excited about it when the they did the Vince Russo Eric Bischoff at like reset because it was really bad and then they were like all right they're bringing in Mike Awesome who was like doing awesome stuff no pun intended in <laughs> in ECW and then they and then they just totally messed it up. Like they 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 totally and they put out David Arquette, right? Like two nights late, yeah. later or something like that. Oh my God. It's just so stupid. It's just so stupid. It's one of those things uh, that as a wrestling fan, when you tell people, Oh yeah, David Arquette was a WCW world champion, it's it's like right? Are you sure? Like <laughs> strange. Well, it's just so stupid because they're like, I think that the I don't know if it was Eric Bischoff or somebody that was there was like, we got so much press. And I'm like, I don't think they actually even got press. Like at that time, I don't even think that was like a Hollywood story. And it could have been the exact same Hollywood story as far as like for the newspapers at that point who weren't like taking wrestling seriously kind of in any way, mm-hmm. if they would have given him the TV title, you know, like it would have been like he became, the ch- you, they, you see a picture of him with a belt and you wouldn't have like, just like totally turned your back on all these wrestling fans that like care about your product. So yeah, that was, so that was a real bummer. And then the rest of WCW was just like, I would, I was always rooting for them. And I, and I, I even was hoping like Eric Bischoff was going to buy it at the end of that. Um, because, you know, you know, Vince did such a terrible job with the, with storyline, which was just could have been 
the greatest storyline of all time and it was just such a such a disaster such a disaster yeah the invasion angle is one that uh we looked back recently on the cultaholic classic review podcast and and we did a watch watch through that and it's uh, it's not it doesn't hold up <laughs> at all it was no. pretty, it's pretty well, it's, it, it started with such promise uh and then I, I remember watching the king of the ring um where booker t came out and like the crowd was going crazy mm-hmm. And then they had that one terrible match with Buff Bagwell, and it seemed like they just like turned everything around. Where it's like, well, or you could have just seen it through, or you could have waited six months and done it when you've got all these people out of their contracts yep. and like really done it right, done it properly, um, and not not get the not to no disrespect to anyone, but the sort of lower card talent that isn't as impactful. Um, right, it was very very strange booking. But they also did like like what they did with DDP was like they made him a stalker and like put him in this weird WWE storyline where it's, you could have just been like, I'm DDP. Like probably most of the fans just remember me from when I was like fighting the NWO and you could have made that a storyline. Like you could have had like a couple top guys be treated like top guys, but it looked, it just at the end with, with, with the ECW faction, it just like none of it, none of it really made any sense at the end of it. It was, it was, it was depressing. It was another depressing thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, we got your first match, Stone Cold okay. Bret Hart, WrestleMania. So... What is your match number two that you're going to take to this deserted island? Okay, so match number two is um, the, the really the one that like got me into wrestling in the first place, which was the uh, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania six, which is not the most beautiful thing in the world, but they they hit their marks. Mm-hmm. They I think they rehearsed it a bunch beforehand. <laughs> um, they hit their marks, and it's like it. it kind of like was the epitome of like the Hulk Hogan main event. And the great part about it was he lost. And I was like a huge ultimate warrior fan. I was always like war warrior over Hogan. I still loved Hogan, but 
uh, and I didn't even get into wrestling until after it. I just saw it mm-hmm. when it when it happened. And I I would take that match because I probably watched it the most, maybe not the most, but I've watched it a fair amount. And I, it just has a special place in my heart for kind of bringing me into wrestling. Probably my parents wish I never watched that match. <laughs> so, so I wouldn't have been backyard wrestling. Uh, but the, I, I, I think, I think that would, that would have to be it. And I, I, you're feel free to make fun of me now after, after saying that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of the most iconic matches of all time, right? You've got Hogan warrior two of the biggest names of that era. It's not a surprise that that match kind of got you into wrestling though. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was, I didn't even realize when I saw it that it was such a big deal that Hogan lost um, and lost cleanly. They always make a big deal. Like he lost cleanly, but like he kicks out like right after, right the, as the, the Bobby Fish like, and yeah. AW. <laughs> it's like, like, is this, uh, yeah. Is, is, is it really clean? And they like, did, didn't they do the, they did like a, a ref knocked out and he got like a visual, visual pin. pin. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, so, all, all the classic tricks. Yes. Yeah. So I, and it was just like, you know, it's like two, two big dudes going, going at it. And, uh, it was, it was, it was just a classic match. And I was like, I was happy that warrior won. And it was like such a big deal. Like he's got both belts. That's crazy. Both of them, the intercontinental, which is my favorite title of all time, that arrow intercontinental and, and the world title. So, and I got to, you know, I would like put the ultimate warrior face paint on too. So I, it was also more fun to do that rather than rip your, your t-shirts like Hogan. Exactly. I'm sure your parents wouldn't have liked that one either. If you were ripping your t-shirts. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, I saw on your Instagram that you actually once held the ultimate warriors trunks and you called it the greatest day of your life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was it about the, about warrior that hooked you? Um, I don't know what it was, you know, like you hear all the stuff and it's like, you know, like politically, I would be like, man, I do not like the ultimate warrior. And yeah. like, there's other wrestlers now I could probably and say Hogan, probably. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Like I, and like, but like Hogan, obviously despicable stuff yeah. that he said, um, but that he said when he didn't know a camera was rolling, not that that's an excuse for it, but like warrior said some stuff where he was like, yeah, it was like on C-SPAN or something. Like there was some video of it, like where it was just like, I can't. This is disgusting. Um, but uh, so now I'm questioning why my uh, saying that was the greatest day of my life. Uh, but I think those were the the tights that he wore at WrestleMania. I believe six. It. Yeah, I believe it is. I, yeah, I think it was. And they also had a trunk. It was interesting. They had a trunk of his like WCW stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm wondering, like, how that even why that was like the OWN stuff. So how did that come like... about with getting to, to hold warriors trunks? <laughs> well, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I, I, I but I, I was able to, I, I went to the, um, the warehouse. Yep. Um, and it was like, I was invited there, but I, I don't want to like say why. Um, but it was a, I got to see all the old stuff, which was really cool, which was really cool. I got to see like the chair that, um, uh, I mean, this was not cool, but it was like the chair from from Royal Rumble '99, where Vince, um, where uh, Rock, yeah, Rock and Mick Foley, where he got hit in the head so many times, it still had like the blood caked on it, um, and just like the other stuff, just from all of the eras, just just all sitting there. I think that there's like a, a TV show about that now, yeah, um, but 
it was it was cool to see the warrior stuff. It was cool to see like all the old championship belts too. Some of them I didn't even remember. Maybe they didn't even make it on air. Um there's like an ECW belt I don't remember that I saw okay. that, that had like chains on it or something like that. And I don't remember that being an actual ECW belt on television, but um it you was meant- cool. But the yeah, Ultimate Warrior, I definitely I, I was never him for Halloween, but I was okay. Bret Hart. I want to say that I was I was gonna ask about Halloween. Is it like as a kid growing up, was Warrior one that you would have done? But if Bret Hart was one, I know I've seen you dress up as the Undertaker on social media for Halloween. Is yes. wrestling a theme for Halloween for you? <laughs> I think I've done um I did Undertaker because my friend wanted to be Paul Bear and he like <laughs> shaved him up. he like has like kind of curly hair and he like uh used a hair straightener to make it straight and like gel it. <laughs> Uh, and then shaved a mustache. And then um, I did, I was bartending years ago and I was uh hot, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper, excuse me. Uh, and that was just more that it was easy. I just had like a kilt that I got for 10 bucks on Amazon <laughs> and the hot rod shirt. Is that how much a kilt cost? God, as a Scotsman. It's that's... <laughs> not, it's not, it wasn't a real one. So I apologize for any... <laughs> Uh, insult. It was not a, a real kilt. I think that Deram had to wear one for a wedding. I think he bought one. And it was like they can be quite super expensive. Expensive, yeah. yeah most, it was in Scotland, but yeah. oh, real? Maybe he rented. Maybe that's what he did. I can't remember. He was like, maybe I'll buy it, and then it was like, it, yeah, it was like fifteen hundred dollars or something. Is that is they're that they're really? they're quite pricey. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's one that I don't think I would wear if I was going to a wedding because of the cost. I would just go in my suit. You know, it's right. it's very pricey for a for a kilt. So Roddy Piper wearing them is must have cost him a fortune to have yeah nicely yeah. pressed kilts and yeah uh, all the sorts. Um, just without getting anyone in trouble with the belts and going to the warehouse of sort of stuff. <laughs> what is your favorite belt design of all time? Because I noticed you you've also posted some photos with multiple belts over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. I've gotten many for the gifts. I got many. I've actually like, I, I'm I'm happy to say I've never purchased one myself. I don't know why that that I've gotten them as gifts as recently as two years ago. I got the, I have. Uh, well, my favorite one of all time is the is the original, not the original, but the the '90s, late '80s. I guess all '90s uh, until '98, the mm-hmm. Intercontinental Belt, um, is definitely number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably just it's a nostalgic thing, but then I look at it, I'm like, I think that's just a good looking belt. It's good. It's a good belt. Yeah, the great belt. And I and I I don't know if this, this is just me, like at my old age, but I like I really hate the belts in WWE now. Uh, I think that like I don't like the giant logos. Like I don't I I just think it's so weird to put like your logo so huge. When it's mm-hmm. like, especially if it's like, it's a world title. Like you could put a picture of the world. You could put a picture of whatever you want, like, or whatever you want to do on there. Just like make it, make it a little more, make it just a little more classy. Right? Yeah. yeah. Classy. Yeah. Um, like, I, the current belts that have just been introduced, because actually it's actually quite a topical, you know, conversation. Yeah. But what's your thoughts on the new ones? Well, so I feel I've been a bad wrestling fan in the last couple of weeks. I haven't watched... I don't know if I've watched a show since WrestleMania. If I'm being, I, wow. I mean, I, I saw, I've been to, I went to AEW and I've watched some AEW. Raw's too long. It's too long. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't do it. Um, I and I and I loved the Bloodline story, but to answer your question, I've seen the pictures. Um, I don't love, like honestly, like the the world title 
Seth Rollins has. I like that one more than the than the old Universal and WWE or the yeah. new one that Roman Reigns has, just because it's not as big, but it's kind of even weirder because it's like splitting the difference. So it's like still big, still yeah, like too big. big. Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just the WWE part of it. Yeah, it's just yeah, weird. Yeah. the the logo part is weird. Um, and then I'm I'm not a huge fan of the tag title design. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the U.S. title design, but maybe that's the best one because the Intercontinental one I think is kind of a monstrosity. I was going to ask, like do, you, do you not like it at all? No, no, you don't think it suits Gunther? Uh, sure. No, actually, I don't. Did they, is it still like Velcro and like and shorter on one side? Because that is so awkward when they the hold majority it up of them just... are are Velcro now, which it does I don't take know if away such from. Such a purist, it. I think it's it's just weird that it like looks like cut off on one side i just think there's just something odd about it i don't know it does seem a bit strange um with the intercontinental title if that's your favorite belt design who's your favorite intercontinental champion of all time you want to take Bret Hart out of it yeah so, you remove the Brett from the, yeah okay remove right. Brett from the equation equation um then that's a great question uh so i don't know i mean like i'm not like uh trying to think like who like did the most with the title um oh man i don't know you know like i like sean michaels is the first one that pops into my head a little bit but like as a brett fan that woof. <laughs> i know i know i'm not gonna deny sean michaels greatness okay um i do think this is like there's just some sort of a phoniness to him that i've never like in everything he says that i just don't really believe anything he ever says in character Fair. or out of character. <laughs> like, um, but like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say Shawn Michaels because, yeah, you're right. That is that is throwing one of the bus. Uh, I don't know. Man, this is tough. It's These a are tough the real question. tough questions. No, no, I know because it goes, it goes, it goes deep after that because there's there's just a lot of people. You know, I, I like. I this is not the answer, but like I was so happy when D'Lo Brown won it for like a month. <laughs> I was just like, yes, hey, it's a good choice. I love D'Lo. <laughs> I like loved it. it. Was irrational because I like went back and watched his matches. I was like, they were he was okay, he was okay. But I just like really loved him. Always rooted for him. And then like what happened with Draws was so sad. With that, I always felt I mean yeah. terrible, obviously for Draws, but for for him as well. Um, so I'm not going to say D'Lo Brown either. So this is going to might take the longest to answer out of all your questions. Of all, all of them. That's fine. I still have to think of the other match. <laughs> <laughs> this gives you time. Make, I, make, I maybe know, a D'Lo match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know what, man? I'll just... I guess I'll just say... I'll just say Sean. I'll just do it. Because you have those two ladder off. matches with it. And like... I don't think either one of them like are like the craziest ladder matches in the world. Um like the best ones. I know they were like revolutionary, but I don't like find myself rewatching them. Um, I'm more like the Hardys or like some of the crazy ones from two mm. thousands. All right. I'll just say Shawn Michaels. I think it's, it's a great choice. Actually, he was All a great right. intercontinental champion. Um, we'll not okay. tell Brett. We'll not, we'll not let him know. Please don't. Please um, don't. it's funny. You mentioned D'Lo is someone that you just sort of always rooted for. And I think everyone's kind of got that as a wrestling fan. There's one, one sort of guy you always root for for me at the moment strangely it's baron corbin i'm, I'm really, oh, really? just i think he's <laughs> i like his cooking on his instagram so i'm like okay cool i support him as a wrestler uh is there anyone like d'lo like I, I, another example like d'lo that you might sort of just for any whatever reason 
that's your guy. That's your wrestler. I always like, there was always like the guys in WCW, like who was the guy who was like the karate guy, Flynn? Was it Flynn or something? Oh God, this you know is what I'm talking about? I've, I've, my WCW knowledge is, uh, unfortunately it closed before I even started watching wrestling. So it's All right. uh, well, a little period, of, up because... little period where I'm not sure. Jerry Flynn, Jerry Flynn. He was there's like his Wikipedia page is so short. <laughs> so he was not to be confused with Jerry be, Lynn. To be not to be Jerry clear. Lynn. Yeah, exactly. Not Michael Flynn. Uh, yeah, he was just this guy that would come out and he would like wear like he was like a karate guy, but like none of his stuff actually looked like it hurt. He probably like was an actual black belt who could probably beat somebody up. Uh, but I was always, he always had this mullet, and I was always like, this guy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping for the best for this guy. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I'm always hoping for the best. Uh, <laughs> he never, I don't think that, uh, according to his Wikipedia, not a lot happened. He's not done much. Oh, that's that's no. a shame. Well, hopefully Jerry Jerry Flynn will make a comeback. We've seen quite a few yes. stars make a comeback. Shawn Michaels, maybe, you know, unfortunately Brett won't, you know, but, well, well he let did. Let me just make sure he's 20, still with us before we say yeah, that. Before we say oh, that. yeah, he's he's still with us. Great. Good oh, for fantastic. him. Well, maybe, maybe stopping wrestling saved his life, to be honest. So Well, that's hopefully great. Jerry Flynn's doing all, all great. Your guy, Jerry Flynn. My guy, um, Jerry Flynn. Jerry, if you're listening, big fan. <laughs> big fan. That now, and I've to put you on the spot, will bring us to our third wrestling match. Have I'm you got so nervous about this? Any idea well, of what you want to pick? You know, it's interesting. Like we do, like really stressful pranks, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You worry about them beforehand. I thought more about this than I did like some of the things that we like pranks that we've planned and you prank presidents, about. prank presidents. And I'm not, I'm more nervous about this giving this answer because I. I, but I'm gonna go with this, and it, I know it's it's not maybe in the um, the spirit of the question, which is that it's what you're gonna take to the desert island. Mm-hmm. But I went to the to AEW Grand Slam, the first one. I went to both of them, but I went to I went to the first one, and I went to a, uh, with my friend uh, Austin, and we were exclusively like wrestling friends like we've only like i see him when we go to wrestling shows and uh uh we went to the um manhattan center raw 25 together yeah which had like 10 minutes of action and like i can't remember what we paid for the tickets we decided the day out we're like it's probably gonna be awesome and it was like one of the worst i'm actually sitting on the chair for it you, right yeah now. you so you would have you would have seen the good brothers get um being up by dx yeah, big um, big thing. And, Seth Rollins, and then, the Undertaker making entrance. Um, yeah, and that and was about it, right? Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy in a three minute match, and then the the craziest thing they did was they had like the cruiserweights. They had them like do a match in the commercial break, and then like at the end of the commercial break, they like would fight to the back, and then we'd watch what was ever happening in, in Brooklyn. And then when the commercial break started again, they'd fight their way back <laughs> into the ring. And they did it like four times. And we were, everyone was just booing, booing the whole thing. <laughs> um, but uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So the last Your final match. match. Yeah. My final match. So I'm going to say this. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Which is why, as president, um, so I'm going to say this because it was one of the best wrestling experiences that I was at. I'm going to say, even though there's no winner, Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Daniel Bryan, uh, Kenny Omega, because it was the best wrestling crowd that I've been a part of. Like mm-hmm. I, it was better than WrestleMania. 
as far as like crowd engagement, like everyone cheered was standing the entire match. Uh, it was a draw. I don't know. There's no hap. There's no good ending to it, but it was, it was just a lot of fun to watch. It was, it was, uh, Brian Daniels, first match in AEW. So it was like, uh, it was, a, it was a fun wrestling experience. And then I was thinking the other ones I've went to were the Royal Rumble 2008 at Madison Square Garden when Cena came back. I'll tell you, as, as a kid, that was like my big moment was Cena coming back at the Royal Rumble. As an adult at that point for me, <laughs> a, a, a very young adult, but I, I, I was, I was like, I went with somebody and they're like, well, what about Cena? Cause they didn't know wrestling. And I, and I was like, He's not going to be here. Well, trust me. I know he's not going to. And then he was the 30th guy. I was like, wow. Um, that, that was like, that was a cool experience too. But I don't know that I'd want to relive it. I'm, I'm regretting my decision. If I'm being honest, I am regretting. You know, I'll, I'll allow you to take a, an extra match, like a little, you know, No, this, that makes it harder. <laughs> Does me, yeah. I'm trying to think it's like, cause you like think back to like the attitude era, like where, I was watching every week, like the wrestling was like, okay. Like it was not like, yeah. there just wasn't a lot of like great Matt, like the Mick Foley and, and triple H had some great matches and uh, you know, the hell in the cell was like iconic, but like the match itself was, was okay. After mm -hmm. all, all the big uh, bumps at the beginning, I'm trying to remember like what the experience, like what match I would take. You know, I, I love the Survivor Series 98 as far as like a storyline, just mm -hmm. like, but that's not one match. And none of the matches were even that good. They're not that it, great. So. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all quite short just to get the story moving along sort of thing. Um, I think your your choice of Daniel or Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega is pretty You've got 60 minutes. That's going to fill a lot of time on a deserted island. It was 30, oh, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, 30 it's not minutes. a 60 minute one. Not oh, that was that was the hangman Hang on one. So, so like, yeah, I, which is better, but it wasn't like didn't have any meaning to me yeah and then the one and then going to the one this last year there wasn't anything like super amazing that happened the one that uh, I went to the grand last. slam this past year that would have been the acclaimed sort of winning the winning the tag it belts i'm not a like, big moment it was a big moment i was i was never super into them like i, I like like them mm -hmm. i don't have anything bad to say about them. but i was i wasn't like super pumped on who do they even beat who do they beat uh, it was swerve in our glory so oh, it was right, Keith, right, Keith right, Lee and right. uh, swerve I'm a huge fan of Swerve. I like him. And I also talked to him for a little bit. He's the nicest guy in the world. Uh, or he's the meanest. Meanest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the mean. He's, he's a mean he's a guy. He's big meanie. He spit in my face. Uh, and then he stomped on me. I couldn't believe it. I'm now recovered. I haven't recovered from Three stomp, cinder blocks. He, yeah. Um, but I, I like them and I like Keith Lee too. So yeah, that was, that was, it was a fun match. That was a fun match. But I wasn't like, and then they they crowned, it was Mox first Daniel or uh, Brian Danielson too. Yeah. Which was like, which was okay. And I yeah. think the crowd was kind of like looking at their watches. Like, is this, this is going to end soon. Like this didn't, didn't feel like anything had like happened yet in the match. So it was, it was a little bizarre. Yeah. I mean, having not been at an AEW show, what's the experience like compared to a WWE one? Like, has it been, because there's quite different in terms of their, you know, presentation. Um, so I guess in, in sense, what's the difference like, and which do you prefer? I definitely prefer the AEW. Um, now um but like the wwe ones like i've ended up with free tickets every once in a while for some like raws or smackdowns and like they're kind of brutal because they there's a lot of video packages they play like these 
yeah, every commercial break when there's not a match going on, they'll play like something about how they're great, how WWE is great. Uh, and it's not like as fun of a, of a wrestling experience. It's like more of a show. Um, and the AEW, there's just a lot of, there's more action. But I, I've also, I mean, I went to the one in Uniondale and I, I guess I was only outside watching the stuff for half of it. Mm -hmm. And it was still, I mean, the wrestling was still great. Um, but so I've only been to three AEW shows, I guess. But WWE house shows are really fun too. I mean, I haven't been in like six years or something, but uh, it depends on the event. And I went to back. I went, man. I what? What year was this? Backlash twenty eighteen. Yes. So I, yes. I, I, when I looked on your Instagram, I've recently done a video. Uh, it's part of our worst shows ever series detailing that event. So when I saw you were at it, I did want to actually ask you how bad was it being in person? The crowd left like during the main event. Yes. I was it. Yes. Is that on my Instagram? Was I there? You, you posted there? that you went to it. Yeah. I was oh, like, okay. I was like, oh my God, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> um it was well because it was in jersey it was in jersey and it was i think the card itself wasn't terrible and the first match was seth rollins versus miz yeah and it was actually good it was fun and there was like a lot of false finishes um and seth rollins always has good matches really the miz, the miz that, can go as well like he really held his yeah. own against seth in that definitely in that maybe batch. the greatest intercontinental champion of all time Ooh, no, that's a good shot <laughs> but, uh but the but they um that was good and then we were like well this show maybe is going to be awesome because it was nakamura versus uh aj styles yeah. and they didn't have a good wrestlemania match but we were like well maybe that was just weird and it's like this one, there has to be a winner because it was false count anywhere. Mm -hmm. Or no, uh, sorry, what's it? Uh, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was count an, one. So it was a last man standing. Was last man standing yeah. exactly. So like, oh, it's gonna be crazy. Like probably a uh, just a straight wrestling match would be better. But and then they ended with this like we were like, why isn't this the main event? It's because they ended like on a double nut shot yeah. kick, and it was just like, okay, that is stupid. Everyone kind of booed that. And then the main event if i'm not mistaken was samoa joe versus roman reigns yep and like me and my friend austin austin wrestling fan as he is in my phone was, was samoa <laughs> so, joe versus... austin wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's easy to remember austin yeah. wrestler that would be stone cold yeah but he's yeah. not he's not in my phone but so we we um we were like okay if they're putting this on last there's no way roman's gonna win because the crowd, they know that the crowd is just going to boo that. It's going to be terrible. And then he just won on a spear. And there like, wasn't even a kick out when you thought there'd be a kick. It was just, and like, it was like from the first bell ring, everyone was like in the the aisle mm -hmm. leaving. It was, it was really bad. It was, it was, really bad. It, it's, we've deemed it as one of the worst shows ever. It was one of the most boring. I sat through it recently for the video and it was just, I remember watching it live thinking, oh, great, I get because we in the UK still have to stay up late and watch them. Like it finishes right. at like five right. in the morning for us um, and it ran 45 minutes over. So I, I do. Oh, did it? I do sympathize. Oh, that was the other thing. Oh, my God. We had to take New Jersey Transit to get there and like we were just like missed the train. Like I didn't get didn't get home till like one and we it, it was just terrible. I think we got somehow got free tickets to that. I don't remember how, but um it was it was one of the 
it was one of the worst. It it's one, one of, of it's one of the worst. Yeah. Um, but I went to some NXT. I went to an NXT show later at um uh at the um at Barclays the next in Brooklyn that had like Ricochet versus Adam Cole and that was awesome and it was yeah. like a palate cleanser a couple of months later so I was like and that was like in the heyday of NXT like where peak they were NXT. actually like yeah. Yeah. Like when it was, so was it a takeover that you attended then at the Barclays? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can't remember the main event. The main event I think was Gar Johnny Gargano. Gargano, is that his name? That yeah, his Johnny name? Gargano. Uh and then who's the guy who was feuding with forever? Uh Champa. Oh yeah, yeah. Tommaso Champa. Tommaso. Classic so, rivalry. And that match was like they kind of botched the ending of it. But it was it was a good match. It was a good match. So it's like you've been uh, to quite a few. Fun. Quite a few yeah. live live shows, some some mixed bag, <laughs> um, yeah, some 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 know. better than others. Um, just to sort of go back to what you'd sort of mentioned earlier, where you got backstage at AEW sort of, and and got to see all that sort of things. Has any wrestlers recognized you from your work? Yeah, they have, and that's and uh, that's been that's been cool. That's been the coolest part. I think it was like I saw like. Shane Helms was following me on social media and like Kevin Nash was following the good liars. And I was like, this is bit like bigger than like a list celebrities. Like, you know, like this was like, I was like this, you've made it mom. I've made it. (laughs) This is, this is the only thing I care about, you know, um, trying to think of, and and I've, I've known some of the wrestlers, like, uh, I've known Prince Nana for years from New York here. Mm -hmm. We like filmed a thing. 2009 or something 10 um and i met some of the other guys there and kenny king who um was in uh i think he's in impact now yeah it was um, ring of honor as well yeah previously. ring of honor and then he, i think he's currently with impact um and the bachelorette he was on the bachelorette as well yeah, yeah. um but then yeah some of the some of the people or recognized us, which was fun. Devon was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> I was like, "No, that's so don't not say that." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, it's it's definitely that that's the that's a that's a perk of the job for me at least. Yeah. Not for Devon, but for for me, big big deal, big deal for me. I can imagine it's quite a big deal. Um, you seem to you talk quite to Devon about this right now. He'd be like, "Yeah, I saw some guy who like looked into a mirror for a long time at this match. It was like at an indie <laughs> show. He was like, that was my favorite guy. That was my favorite We should favorite get him guy. on for an episode of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, wish I could remember the name of that show. I would love to give him a shout out, but they were, there was a guy called the swinger on there and star right rider and uh, star rider. It, it, what a, star rider was his name. It, it, he, and I saw, I followed him on Instagram. He, he made it to like an AEW dark. So I was like, good for you. Good for you. That's good. Things yeah. Yeah. You, you've out. talent scouted there. That's, that's exactly. Really exactly. Um, you, uh, again, having a stock of your Instagram, uh, to get some sort of facts for this. Um, you actually met a rest, the wrestler 10 years ago today, a, a legend. Um, do you know who it was? Can you remember who you met 10 years ago today? Jim the Anvil Night Art. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. It was Greg the Hammer Valentine yeah. or just a random sad man. Um, what was, <laughs> how did you meet him? It looks like it was maybe on the subway. It was on the, you know, it was on the subway. It, it was funny because I like, ah, man, this was weird. I was like auditioning for something 10 years ago today. What, is, what year is this? It's 2013. It would have been you met. Oh, oh God. So I'm trying to remember if I got, I want to make sure I got my story straight. So no, that wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been, okay. Yes. I was, I was going to a random audition. 
originally I was going to say it was for like a Jerry Falwell movie that was like the weirdest audition I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was not that. It was not that. It was for this other like random like scary movie audition on a Saturday, which is never a good sign for auditions. Um, and uh, I was walking through Times Square and I saw him and Brutus the Barber Beefcake outside Caroline's. I assume they were like filming something or there was something happening in Caroline's, mm -hmm. the comedy club. And I like went up and asked for a picture. Um, and uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake immediately walked away and Greg the Hammer Valentine was nice enough to to, to take a picture. And, but then I wasn't positive it was him and then somebody said it was. I feel bad that it says sad man still in the thing. I mean, it's, it's Thanks funny. for dragging up my dirt. <laughs> yeah, your dirt. Oh, you're 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's a good photo. <laughs> um, you mentioned acting because you also do acting on top of being a wrestling fan in The Good Liars and your stand-up stuff and your comedy. Um, I was watching Succession recently um, and I tweeted at you that I spotted you and I, I had a wee mark out wrestling moment where I was like, it's... <laughs> Jason Selvig, um, <laughs> how's how's been acting for you? Like, how is that as a career? Do you doing stuff in that? Well, it's been interesting. I mean, it's like that was. Um, I mean, I was basically playing myself, street guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. in that one. Uh, but I've you know I've done done acting. I was I was just definitely like more involved, you know, like screen testing for sitcoms and all that stuff. Like you know, probably about ten years ago. With stuff and now good liars you know since probably the pandemic and even before that we were we've been doing writing stuff for tv and together um yeah i guess for the last like six years it's become more of a full-time thing for the good liars maybe seven years at this point since since the 2016 election um but before then that was kind of like a major focus but since then you know i've like i've i just did a movie i mean now it's been two years but now it's coming out this year uh, called Blow Up My Life, um, that uh, two friends of mine directed. That's gonna that's gonna come out later this year, and uh, it's fun. I mean, I like I, li I like acting. It's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of work. I mean, talk to any actor. Like the lifestyle of it is, you know, it's grueling. The auditions and all that stuff. It's just it's 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 a grueling grueling lifestyle. You know, mm -hmm. really, it's like you know, you gotta you gotta have a great. Um, sense of purpose to keep going and going and going with it. Um, but I, I went to school for it. So I, it's not like I just like, like, Oh, I'm doing this. Yeah. I, I have a degree in it. Um, so, uh, which is the most worthless degree, <laughs> degree you could ever do. <laughs> uh, you could ever get. So, um, so I, I do, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it still for sure. Good. Well, to round out the, the interview, I want to ask you three more questions about what you would take to this deserted Island. Uh, First up, based off of your your acting and your degree, what film would you take? Oh, that's a great question. You know, oh, it's easy. That would be Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters for sure. I've just first watched one? it more than any first one. First yeah. one. Although the second one, I think, has the one of the funniest scenes in film history when Rick Moranis is the lawyer and uh, Bill Murray's on the stand, and Bill Murray's like leading him, the lawyer, on, like telling him what to say. <laughs> It's like a 30 second thing, but I laugh about it whenever I think about it. Uh, I would uh, definitely Ghostbusters. It's, I've watched it probably 50 times, um, probably 100 times, really, from being It's honest. a great film. Great, great film. film. Great film. It's a film. It is a film. Oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's, it's art. Um, <laughs> what album would you take with you? I don't know. You know, I've like, I like really, 
Um, my favorite band for like for the last 10 years basically has been a, is a band called the hold steady. Um, and I don't know if it'd be one of their albums. I really was into like punk and hardcore when I was in high school. I don't know if I'd want to be listening to screaming for <laughs> the only thing I listened to. Um, and so I don't know about the, the, the number, the, the album, I probably would just do something like if I'm, if I would be like practical with it. I would be okay. like, let me get a good mix. Give me a mix. Give me, give me a mix with some mix classical tape. music, some hardcore. Like I want like a, everything, like what you're going to give an, an alien. Like I want, I want variety. Okay. Okay. So maybe just it'll a, be like, now that's what I call music volume 17. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'll take. But that's the one. It's that's a good the cheat one. answer. That one, <laughs> yeah, <actually>. yeah. <laughs> um, what luxury item would you take? So this can be so defined, okay, but, but it has to be luxury. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm in a box right now. Like, would a phone be a luxury item? That, I would say so, yeah. But, like, obviously, you can't find your way off the island with a phone. You can't just call. It's deserted. So you might okay. not want... You can take a Wi-Fi box, but you're not going to need it. So, but I'm assuming, since you've asked what album I would bring and what wrestling matches I would yeah. bring and what movie I would bring, that you I have You do a have a way to watch them, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> so then I wouldn't bring a... I guess I wouldn't bring a phone then. Um... You know, it'd be nice. And what's the weather like at the, on this island? Is it a desert? Literally a desert? Or just D desert, island? deserted island. So it can okay. be, yeah, it's tropical, maybe. Tropical. Yeah. So I don't need a hot tub. No, you've got the water. You've got the ocean. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I was going to say hot tub. Um, let's see. I guess I would get, I would, I would just have to have a, just a really nice bed. There we go. That's a practical answer. Practical That's a great. Answer. I'm assuming I'm allowed to bring sheets and pillows with that. Yeah, it's all well. part of your bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've got Actually, bed on... so I'll bring uh, the nicest hide a bed that you can have, okay. like couch to transition, <laughs> so I could watch the matches comfortably. I think that's a very smart answer. I don't know. Okay, I don't think anyone's great. ever answered that one before. <laughs> um, and sort of finally, what unpopular wrestling opinion would get you banished to this island? <laughs> that I have. That yeah. I actually have. Yeah. yeah. Um, unpopular wrestling opinion. I don't know. Cause I, I do feel like I do. I, I don't know if this is unpopular. No, I don't want to say that. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus with this stuff. Any wrestler under the bus. Cause I do respect everything that, especially if you get in the ring, I respect everything to do and the time it takes to be a professional, anything, even the same thing with acting. It's like, even if you're handed something, you still have to put in the work to do it. Like it, it, it takes a lot to do this stuff. Uh, so I don't want to throw anyone under the bus with my wrestling opinion, but I, I guess I would say, I don't think that's unpopular though, that, that Vince McMahon should, should retire and, and step away. I feel like that's, I feel like that's quite feeling. a, yeah, it's a, a general yeah. popular feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, um, I don't know. Question. I was going to say WCW. I mean, they would get me actually banished that I believe. I'm trying to think. Or just any unpopular opinion about wrestling, if you've got one. Or do you just a big fan just of wrestling? Just say something, Jason, is what you should <laughs> just say so I can wrap up this interview. Um, man, I don't know. I would say that WrestleMania 17 was not the greatest show of all time, but I do like it. I do like it. I don't think it was the greatest show. 
maybe the greatest WrestleMania though. So I'm Ooh, maybe okay. hedging my bets there, but it, I don't think it was the greatest show. I don't think it was the greatest show. I think the popular opinion then there is that it was, it's the greatest, you know, that's the magnum opus of wrestling, right? That's one of the, the, the greatest. So I think I, I will count that one. Um, I, I just didn't think that the, the, the turn you just, if you know what happened after you just know that that turn didn't help anybody. Yeah, in hindsight, it's not as good, is yeah. it? Like, yeah, it does put. I'm glad that they the did it. I'm glad they tried. They took a big swing, though. So I can't. I don't want to fault them for that. Plus, his heel theme's it. quite good. It's yeah, quite catchy. I quite like it. I, I can't even like remember what it's it just got the like. intense singing over over his normal theme. Oh, um, the disturbed one. Yeah, the disturbed but no, one. No, no, that wasn't. He was. I'm gonna. I want to go back and look at history here because I think he was coming out to that before. Was he coming out before? I think that was. That was in 2000. Oh, true. Um, I think in 2000 they like had those those themes. And like I think he, I think when he came back and fought Rikishi, he had that. Yeah. Matt, that he, he had that, and I think his heel one was just a different song. It didn't even sound like. I think you're right. I think I've I've completely fucked up there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry to call you out on your own show. Sorry about Not that. All. But thank you so much for joining us. We've had uh, we've oh, actually yeah. three matches, so we've got Stone Cold versus Bret Hart WrestleMania. Your second match was, need to remember it here. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior Hogan. And your final match, Brian Danielson and Kenny I Omega. I want to take that back. Let's just, put, let's just let's do TLC. Let's do TLC. TLC? I think it's a great show. Yeah. Maybe I have it like a double feature. Okay. You've got a double right. feature. We'll put that in there. I, I would say first TLC, and I wish that the Hardys won that one. That would have been, made it one, made it the greatest maybe match of all time although i feel bad for all their spines and necks yeah um, the, yeah they hope, they hope they can walk <laughs> like yes. Oh, yes dodgy um but yeah is there anything you would like to plug anything you've got coming up that you want people to know about no we're gonna be hitting the road in a little bit um we'll have some tour dates on our on our uh social media um but yeah just follow us and, you, and if you want to support us and help you know, pay for some of the trips and all that stuff we do. We have a Patreon. If you want to check it out, patreon.com slash the good liars. But don't feel obligated to do that if you don't want to. I know times are tough for people. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. Keep Just just keep keep watching us on social media, I guess. And where can people find you on social media? What's your handles? Uh, at the good liars on at TikTok um, and Twitter, TGLNYC on Instagram, and then good liars on YouTube. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) 